0: Hold over to love the law and the year of the Alhamdulillah الله Alameen, so long, Allah sayyidina wa know, when a al Mustafa, Mohammed, 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 Alhamdulillah, we are able to continue our discussion about divine justice. And Ayatollah Mutahari, after the discussion about relativity of Shab, then he has a discussion about the Benefits or some of the good outcomes of bad things. And the summary of what he says is that we have to consider few things. And these two things keep c- coming in these uh, few pages. One is that everything in this world is well connected to the rest of the world. We don't have many scattered, separated, isolated beings. The whole world is one reality, which after our analysis, we can distinguish between different things, but it is one thing. And this is something that we discussed before, and we said indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created only one thing, وَمَا amruna illa وَاحِدًا But that one thing is expanded over time, space, and also different levels of existence. You have abstract beings, you have material beings, and then material beings are expanded over time and space. But it's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created one thing, then after some time created another thing, then created another thing. He only does one thing. Uh, Even that one thing is not done in time. It is one thing by itself brings time and space. The other issue that he mentions is that when you consider something on its own, it may have some position that might be different when you consider it as part of a whole, a combination. For example, he says, maybe if you consider line pieces of line you know one is a straight one is curved maybe you think a straight is better but when these lines are used in a combination maybe then curve is better for example you know for eyebrow to be curved is better and he mentions this uh, sentence he says if the eyebrow was straight, then was not good, was bad. Uh, in, in English it's difficult to translate this, uh, but because kad, uh, can mean curve also can mean something which is not good, something which is not you know, right. So it was straight, was not right. Or, for example, when you have lion and you have deer, for lion to attack is good, for deer to escape is good. As sheer hamle khushbogat was ghazal ram ram means to escape. So everything when is part of a combination, then might have different position when compared to when it is taken on its own. If you have a another example, he says, if you have a painting, <coughs> you see, they use different colors, even sometimes from the same color, they use light strong, middle, there is sometimes shadow, these are very important. You shouldn't think that uh, I only like, for example, this color, or I only like, for example, happy or light or a strong color. No. As one color, yes, you may like it that way. But when it comes part of a system, you would like to have other colors as well. Yeah. So maybe if you are to choose one only color, like for example, if I say you know what type of you know color you like for your coat, maybe you choose one. But if you know we are going to have a painting, you, you would not say all of it should be from one color. So there is a difference between position of the things when they are taken on their own and when they are taken as part of a system and then he says if There was no difference No diversity Then the world was not Possible to be a good world if for example Everything in the world was created from a very simple material. Like, for example, everything from carbon or, you know, one simple, you know, element. This would not be the the beautiful, diverse, multiple world (coughs) that we have. And this is why the Quran, when when the Quran talks about Difference between colors, tongues, languages, ethnicities, days and nights. <coughs> Allah says, "These are signs. We have man and woman. This diversity is good. And it's a sign of God. اختلاف الليل والنهار is a sign of God. People have different languages, different colors. If they were all the same, the same color, the same language, the same shape, the same weight, the same gender, it would be very boring. And you were not able to identify each other. Then he says, he has a title, and he says, ugliness exposes beauty, shows beauty. (coughs) You know, not only we need to have both beautiful and ugly things, this is one point. The other point is that, if we had no ugly things, <coughs> beauty would not make sense. And if we had no beautiful things, ugly would not make sense. For example, if everyone was Yusuf, then there was no beauty. Or if everyone was ugly, he mentions Jahez, then there was no ugly. If everything was ugly then you would think this is normal. Okay? So it's existence of both beautiful things and ugly things that give to each of them meaning. And you can distinguish by contrast. When it comes, for example, to surface of the land. If we didn't have mountains and high lands, then it wouldn't make sense to say there is plain. Water was not coming down. If It was all flat. Water, we had no river, no fountains, no sea, you know, these were not possible. Therefore, he says, if everything was the same, everything was similar, there was no attraction, no motion, no love, no passion, no pain, no grief, no warmth. All these things would disappear. But, please pay attention to one very important point. We don't want to say that everything was possible to be beautiful, and then God arbitrarily or by drawing lots said, Okay, we make some of them beautiful, some of them ugly, so that those which are beautiful, you know, look beautiful. Do do you get the point? It's not that they had the same capacity the same condition, and we imposed these differences on them because we didn't want to lose part of the design of the whole. Now, do you know what I'm saying? You know, for example, suppose uh, you are governor of a city and every person is Talented and every person is intelligent. But you say, you know, we need different types of people. So we deprive some people from education because if they are all educated, no one is going to do simple work. So we deprive some of the intelligent people education. Or, you know, we don't give them, you know, for example, jobs because in the end of the day, we need people who have, high position, you need people who are middle position, low position, so you are exercising injustice people who could have the same capacity for progress, you are denying them because you want to make a system and you say in system we need ups and downs. This is not good. Allah has not done this. Although we don't have any right over him, but his wisdom would not be compatible with denying some beings higher levels of perfection just in order to make (coughs) some others shine or stand out. No. This world is a world that whether it is vertically or horizontally is necessary everything has to be as it is because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his generosity and graciousness is unlimited whatever we have Is the maximum we could receive. Of course, for most of the beings, this is fixed by conditions, by environment, by their, you know, essence. For human beings, in addition to the environment and conditions and essence, their free will, their free will decides how much They can take. Okay? But as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned, His grace is infinite. There is a beautiful verse that Aitullah Mutahari mentions, which is talking about rain. When rain comes from mountains, you know, this is in... Surat Ra'ad, verse 17. sama imaan. Allah sent from sky, water, means rain. Fasalat Then, this goes to different valleys, forms, narrow or wide rivers or streams of water according to the size of that valley or, you know, there is bad river. What limits how much water is in that river or stream is not rain, it's the capacity of that valley. So, when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala creates <coughs> He gives as much as they can take, and everything has its own creation. When Pharaoh asked Musa and Harun, ya Musa?" Who is your Lord, O oh, Musa? He said, kull shayin khalqahu, our Lord is the one who has given everything, its creation and then guided. So, everything has خلقه, its own creation. Allah would not give my creation to you or your creation to me. What does it mean? It means that each of us has a capacity. And this capacity, as I said, for other beings normally is fixed. For us, is partly fixed by external factors. Partly is fixed by our own decisions, by our own will. He fills your container. He fills your capacity. Okay, but because these capacities are different, then. It has the benefit of also creating contrast and then you have beautiful and ugly you have high and low mountains and plain okay bright and dark cold and hot black and white okay so we are not imposing unjust differences but at the same time, we are taking advantage of the differences which are there for legitimate reasons. So, this is a very important thing.
1: Excuse me, sir. Yes. And um, just on this point, um, so what's mentioned here, as, as you said, um, that any deficiency is from um, is from. Essence of those individuals, not from the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa Yeah. Okay. But you touched upon it, but it's still a bit unclear that. But even those containers, even the essence, is created by God, <coughs> and even the conditions that you mentioned again. God has say,
0: created the whole. He said, God has created the system. Mm-hmm. In that system, you have a position. Okay? That position, as we said, for most of the <coughs> beings is fixed by external factors. For human beings, partly by external factors, partly by your choice. But you are part of a system.
1: So, so this container is flexible, then it can expand because it's based on... In human thing. beings,
0: yes. But it cannot expand from every aspect. You know? For example, you cannot be m- both man and woman. You cannot expand this, yeah? Or, for example, you cannot expand uh, being a uh, bird, yeah? But when it comes to knowledge, generosity, I don't know, truthfulness, these qualities, a skillfulness, you can expand. But they, those
1: fixed things, based on what was it created this way?
0: This is the system and the, in the system we have different parts. <coughs> the system is the best system. <coughs> so the best possible world is this world. Yeah? But for system you have right side, left side, top, bottom, low, you know. Today, isn't, isn't tomorrow, always creating. Pardon?
1: Isn't Allah always creating?
0: No. <coughs> if you mean by always creating that he is creating through time no he created once but that creation is continuing yeah. <coughs> there's a difference between saying he keeps creating and saying that he has created something which continues you understand
1: so when someone is when someone is born for example
0: yes <laughs> how is <does> that <coughs> So, you are born inside the system, but the system is not born. Because
1: it's from two different points of view. From our point of view, we're
0: going through time. Just, of course, this example, uh, you know, we always say, you have to be careful about examples. Because from one point, it may help, from another point, you have to be careful. You remember we said, when we say someone is like lion, we mean bravery, not a smell of the mouth. <laughs> yeah? So, so, I give this example. I give you a film. For example, on cassette or CD. I give you film at once. But it may take you hours to watch it. So... Giving you took me once, you know, one second. But for you to see what I have given you <laughs> takes years or hours or days or weeks. So sometimes something is given at once, but if you go inside it, it takes time to unfold. Because we are inside the system. For us, there is time, past, present, future. But for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no past, present, future. It
1: means that we can take any time, any... There's no limit. You can take any from the system. You can
0: keep carrying on taking... ...until you're alive. Of course, you have limited capacity. You don't have infinite capacity. But what is important is that in human beings, Although, they have uh, to remain like human beings. They cannot become watchable wujud. But, they can take and take and take. You would never reach the point that you cannot go higher. Yeah? So, you are limited, finite being. But, you can endlessly improve or can degrade yourself. Upgrade or degrade, yeah. So, this world, whether it be in horizontal or vertical hierarchical dimension, is necessary, and everything is in its own place, but at the same time. It has this advantage for us that these differences give meaning to many things that we need for a meaningful life. So, every being at the same time that has received maximum perfection and beauty, he says, had de chamal jamal has received maximum beauty and perfection that it could receive, but at the same time, they are, they are different, and there are benefits which come from these differences. Do you get my point? So we are not making them different because we want those benefits. They naturally become different. And... Can I ask a question? Yes. So nowadays
1: they do operations on the nose to straighten it, to make it longer. They do all sorts of things now. Do yeah. Would that be interfering in God's creation? With
0: these operations taking place, plastic surgery. What do you mean by interfering? Would they be trying If you Change mean you are changing God's creation, yes. Yeah. But if you mean that this is not justified, this is not a legitimate. Mm-hmm. Then we say, we have to check it with God's laws, Uh you know, Uh because there are some scholars, uh, you know, not in our school, but in some other schools, that when it comes to these changes, they say it's all haram, Uh all is changing the creation of God. And they say, you know, (laughs) you should not change and... But we understand this differently. We say, actually, we cannot do anything unless we are causing a change. If you are farming, you are causing a change. If you are making a road, you are making a house, you are always causing a change. Yeah? If you are putting on weight or losing weight, you are causing a change in the creation. But, what is important is, we have two types of changes. The changes that God has permitted the changes that God has not permitted so you have to d- define whether this change is permitted you cannot just say because you are changing your nose uh, then it is illegal it is haram no we have to find out whether God is happy with this type of change or not and to say it's haram you need Reason you cannot just say because it is changed, it is haram. Because we know there are many changes that are not haram, so you need extra reason, additional reason. Otherwise, <laughs> so you have to find why this is not permissible, yes.
1: of the time that she was in, but she was seeing the whole plan unfolding and she was thinking of a separate time and result. That's the first question. second question is, you know in the to I we say Allahumma laka shakirina You're giving hamd and shuk for the musibah that took place. So Again, from the very apparent view, it seems like a tragedy took place. Um, but it seems that we are seeing this sort of tragedy in a different way that like you're giving hamd and shuk, That there's a
0: there's a must have a benefit to it. That is not apparent. Yeah. With respect to thanking over calamities, we actually have a discussion that I may leave it for next week. We have discussion uh, about Masaib Calamities as mother for Fortune. Okay? So we will talk about this and we had this also before in Aqad, you know, about suffering, you know, in some courses I have talked about suffering. But inshallah we will have a separate discussion about this. Why masa'ib are useful and therefore you can welcome them, not volunteer for Masaib. Okay, don't cause calamity to yourself or other people. But if they come. Don't think it's end of the world or God, you know, doesn't like me because this calamity has happened to me. Welcome calamities, and when you welcome calamity, already half of the calamity has opportunities that come through calamities would never come in, you know, comfortable life. Okay? Opportunities that come through calamity. So, this is about the second question, we'll talk about it. About what Lady Zainab Salamullah alayhi, said. Ma ra'aytu illa jamila. Uh, I had an explanation last Arba'een. Uh, when I talked about uh, the Lady zainab salamallah, in English. Uh, so it's available online. But... Uh, Briefly, I can say this is a very a special statement because she didn't just say, "I saw beautiful things." If she had said, ra'ay to jamilan" or to jamalan," Means despite all the problems, I was able to see beautiful things. Yeah, this was easier to understand. Mm -hmm. It means that even in darkness, you can see light, even in calamities, you can see some good things. Unfortunately, when for us 10 20 percent is dark, we only see dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when. A food has 100 ingredients and one of them is bitter. For us, the whole food becomes bitter. (laughs) Yeah? Because we are not that strong. That we can distinguish between different things and say this is positive, this thing. So, if she had just said, I saw beautiful things, that was still great. That in such difficult time that you have great tragedies, you can still see something beautiful. But she says something more. She says, I didn't see except you. <coughs> and this is what I said, uh, al- Ra'id, that she is actually challenging our understanding. <laughs> you know, she's saying something that we have to uh, struggle for years to really understand. What does it mean? Jamila"? <laughs> and I think, but maybe there are other explanations. I think this shows that How much she was focused and how much she was attracted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nothing could divert her attention towards something else. Yeah? So not only she was able to see good things, she was able not to see bad things. So this is not easy. This this needs a life that is dedicated to, you know, remembrance of Allah, seeing positive things. Yes. So
1: you can say it's good to take challenges in
0: your life. Yeah, but you don't volunteer. (coughs) Why? Because maybe you volunteer and then you are not able to cope with it. And then you have to blame yourself. Why you know I caused this. If
1: you look at our imams from the first imam to the eleventh,
0: they never said, Oh Allah sent bala to me. No, (laughs) but they faces calamities all the time. Yeah. So when calamities come as I said, the maximum we can say, welcome, calamities. But don't volunteer for calamities. Yeah? Yeah, There are two differences. differences, Absolutely. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Actually, afia, or if you want to go further, say whatever you want. But don't say, you know, please send me calamities because I know (laughs) calamities, (laughs) you know. Because you are not sure about our patience and persistence, you know. There is a chance that we may not be able to cope with. And also there is another aspect. When you ask Allah, for example, if you ask Allah for calamities, It would affect also your family. Okay, I can ask for calamity. What about my wife and children? What about my brothers and sisters? Yes? So you should not ask for calamities, but if they come, welcome. Don't, you know, lose your hope and say, no, uh, I'm destroyed.
1: Yes. Sometimes you might actually get calamities because you have to choose a way. Like for example uh, the verse in the
0: Quran where, uh, uh, the so so uh,
1: yeah because we are quiet you know lazy on the easy side of life but many times the 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 actual comfortable maybe if we say so is where the
0: difficulties is, where the difficult way you have to go? No, di- you know, doing difficult things is different from calamity. I don't say don't undertake difficult tasks. No, you can take, uh, undertake difficult tasks. For example, you say, I want to study. I want to go to Jose. I want to do you know, studies, mobiles. This is difficult. This is something that you should volunteer for it. But difficulty is different from calamity. Calamity is a difficulty that surprises you and is normally not able to cope with unless you stretch yourself. Difficulty only takes away your comfort. But calamity stretches your abilities and you have to grow to be able to cope with. Like for example, uh, it's very good for you to walk or run maybe ten kilometers, twenty kilometers, for example, hour. But if I, you know, ask you to run 30 kilometers, 40 kilometers, and you are not a runner, this may cause difficulty for you. So volunteer for difficult tasks, but don't volunteer for calamities. Okay? So We have to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given every being its maximum perfection and beauty as much as it was possible. But at the same time, because they have no similar capacity, differences are caused and this is also good. Then he mentions an issue, you know, to explain that how something on its own can have one position and when it is part of a whole has another position. He also mentions the example of an individual and a society. You know, there are different discussions. For example, there was one philosophical discussion that whether (coughs) we should prefer individual in philosophical sense or society. You know, Ayatollah Muttahar in his book, Jami, Ubu History and Society, he says, you know, some people have said, we have individuals and society only are the work of our mind. Society is not something other than individuals. But some people like Dorkhan, he said, society has its own spirit. Society is more than individuals living together. And Ayatollah has the idea that it's both, individuals are important, but also when individuals live together, they have other, you know, uh, properties, other characteristics. Anyway, that is another discussion. But the second discussion is when you want to make legislation... Should you prefer interest of individuals or interest of the society or a state? These are two different things. Maybe in some countries, they prefer more individual side. Make everyone free as much as possible. Make everyone prosperous as much as possible. But sometimes say no. We should give preference to the society. So more welfare, or for example, they say, you know, we want our country to be very advanced in technology. They spend lots of money on some technology, sciences, universities, Uh, but you see, the public services may not be good. They are very ambitious in something that can promote their country, but not necessarily individuals. And some people may try to balance, he mentioned this is just as an example to realize that although the society is comprised of individuals but individuals on their own and individual in the society are different they have different positions like we said you know the curve and a straight line then he says in natural systems in the creation, not in legislations or man-made systems, nothing has been dealt with injustice just for the sake of the rest of the system. In societies, human societies, you know, this can happen. That sometimes they give preference to one side and the others are ignored, overlooked, or, you know, dealt with Zul. In the natural system, no zone is taking place. Differences are there, but not by zone. Differences are because of differences in their capacity. Okay? Yes, we human beings can do zone to each other. We can deprive each other from some good things. But the system, no. Okay, so this is about this discussion. And then he says something about good and bad coming together. For example, the ayah, Inna ma'al yusra. It doesn't say after hardship is easy. It says with hardship comes easy. Means these two come together. Okay? And he also mentions a poem from Rumi that everything in this world is mixed and you know you have opposite things together okay i think alhamdulillah we managed to finish uh, the next part the title for our discussion inshallah next session would be about calamities and fortunes and that would be actually a good topic to talk about it in muharram We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to understand his wisdom in creation and the wise plan that he has for each of us. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam.